I just want to know why you were smiling then, John. Because <laughs> it makes me laugh. That that music make, makes me laugh. It always has done. Oh, that's it's weird. Like, it's like, oh, I don't know what it's like. It's 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 just so mismatched for this. I mean, it's growing on me. After. How can it be mismatched? It's the most horror-sounding thing I could find. It's not a scream is more horrifying than that. Why does it just have a scream? It's... Because your mum asked me not to record her ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, welcome. <laughs> sorry, world. Oh, I'm not sorry. That was, that was awesome. <laughs> right, are we going to have a fight today? I, yeah, I think so. No, I oh, don't God. know, actually. I don't know. I think we're going to fight about one thing and a small segment of the other thing, but let's... Okay. Um, should we do... Um, should we launch very quickly onto you talking about screaming then? Let's go. <laughs> John's still laughing. I'm still laughing at that. That was he's, fantastic. He's a little I want to start every morning like that. Well, even though it's... 25 past four, but go on. What's new in the world of Scream today, then? So, I've had a little look around, and yes, there have been some Scream announcements, but I'm not even going to touch on them. Um, Some casting announcements that I'm not really that bothered about, but everybody seems to be masturbating over. Absolutely ridiculous. Some girl from some film that directors did back in the day is coming into Scream, and I just think, oh, just use some different people. Like, come on. Like, who's bothered? It was a shit film anyway. anyway. My favourite part of that was, I'm not going to touch on it, I'm not going to talk on it. But I will. And then he launches into a tirade. <laughs> so, um, I suppose the, the, one of the biggest pieces of news this week is that the Halloween Ends trailer landed earlier this week. Have you watched it, John? Uh, no, I haven't actually um, watched anything to do with horror because um, I will follow that up in, this up in a minute because Ooh. some... I can't even... The word isn't even described for, for the person who did this. Somebody sent me uh, the trailer for the new Monsters film mm. and now everything is dead to me. But we'll move on to that in a few seconds. Okay. In a few minutes. So, I mean, I watched it because obviously I'm very curious and I kind of wanted to see Jamie Lee Curtis get a throat cut in the trailer. Um, that didn't you? happen. You'll be pleased to know or displeased to know. Um the trailer was really weird and to describe it as a trailer I think is very misleading it was it was more of a teaser than, than anything and it was kind of like interspersed with a lot of footage from the original Halloween the, the good version of Halloween um, very bizarre very strange didn't really know what they were trying to achieve a lot of quick cuts a lot of knives being held up and blah blah blah, blah which we all know we don't really know the story there's no apparent story yet, which is, is is unique probably for this Halloween trilogy because the last two trailers for the last two films have pretty much told you the story, showed every single death that was going to happen, showed every single jump scare that was going to happen. So there were no surprises when you actually watched the film other than it actually being shitter than you could have imagined. Take a breath, mate. So that's my view on Halloween trailer and the Halloween Inns trailer. Um, next piece of news is The Monsters, and this brings you nicely onto it. It's not going to be getting a cinema release, which I'm <laughs> partially surprised, but also not surprised about. It's going straight to Netflix. Um, oh, God. And I just, I feel a little bit embarrassed for all involved, but also kind of obvious that that was going to happen because, I mean, look at the trailer. What the fuck is that? 
Um, I I would genuinely, if you're a fan of horror, don't look at the trailer, because mm. because it's that it's it's not even. I mean, the it's mon- not even passable. The monsters was never really horror anyway. It was it was always it was always comedy. But I thought I'd just mention it because S- of spooky. spooky. Yeah, but. It, not good not good and I don't know maybe I don't remember what the Munsters was like when it was on TV maybe it was like campy it and wasn't silly. like that it was campy but it wasn't like this This what, what, what they've got here is someone has shat in their own hand oh. and thought and it deserves to be talked about on here because this is supposed to be one of the biggest horror directors working today mm. it's not it's, he's just not he's a musician who should Get back into White Zombie. I've said this so many times. You have. He needs to. I hope this film. Sorry, Robert, but I hope this film bombs so much and costs him all of his money that he has to reform White Zombie. I'll go and see them, and then he can have whatever career he wants because they were the one band I've got on my bucket list, and he's ruining it. He's ruining their legacy by making films like this. What? What is the production quality going on with that film? It's like a student film. It's. St- bloody wife is in it again I don't even know what that thing is playing Herman Munster is when I was a kid I wasn't alive in the 60s but this they played it on like Saturday afternoons and it was mm. so funny it was just so light and so funny and it was just so nice just to sit there and watch what the in hell is this why no idea. why not get someone who actually knows what they're doing to do it he's not a, he's, he's not even a horror director let's face it so why don't you get someone who can do like tongue-in-cheek comedy horror this sort of thing was made for something like i'm sorry i can't pronounce your name taka wakiki the guy who did oh, what we do in the shadows would have been idiot. fantastic don't talk about him as a person because i'm talking about talent alone i'm he's, sorry but i've seen what he's, he's done with some of the that. marvel films and he's not a talented person but that's Marvel. But he's involved. You don't like Marvel? Have you no. seen that film he did? Uh, what's it called? Jojo Rabbit? No. Oh, watch that first. I won't then. go near Come it back. because now I know it's he's fantastic. directed it. You should have just. You should have misled me and said that he never. I just I don't, don't like his anyone. face. I've gotten. No, I'm not interested. You, you've ruined that for me, John. Sorry. And I did actually want to go and see that um, or watch it. So, yeah, crap, 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 crap. Two crap pieces yeah. of news already. However. There are there is a, a poster for for prey that's just come out and that <gasps> looks it. pretty good. Fantastic! Can't wait. Um, yes, I'm so excited about that. It's going straight yeah. to Disney, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. they um, own the rest of them as well, like so. which I'm I'm very happy about. So can't wait yeah. for that. Just please, please, for the love of Almighty God, don't be shit. It's September. That's I'm, out, isn't it? Yeah, I need a game winner. Yeah. It's gonna win. It'll be a win, John. It's gotta be. It's gotta be. It looks. It looks amazing. Fantastically mm. well put together. So the the next piece of news, I suppose, is more around um, horror light TV. Um, I don't know if you remember Teen Wolf, not the excellent eighties film, John, the um, MTV style TV show that they made um, in the two thousands. Um, it's very glossy, very teenage. It's Dawson's Creek with wolves. Um, it's getting a movie, which is very odd. Um, but it's also getting a spin-off series starring none other than Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, and it's called Wolfpack, and it's for Paramount+. Plus. So if anybody's wasting their money, I mean, invested in Paramount+, Plus yet. I've got um, that. Well, yeah. And have you seen what's on there? Not much. Yellowstone? 
Yellowstone is, is on there, 18, and the other one, 1883, is it? Um, yeah. But, yeah, there's not it's much worth else getting on there, it just for them. Mm-hmm. And uh, last piece of news, last thing that I've got is um, Let the Right One In, John, one of your favourite films, is getting a series created by Showtime. Who's, who's So Showtime also created Dexter, or produced Dexter, I suppose. No, uh, who's do, who's who's right? Oh, I don't know much about it. I think they've re- literally released some photos, and that as far that's as far as I got. I didn't read about I, the director or anything. If John. they've put that smug little oh that what's her name? What's what's that thing's name who plays in the remake? John, what's its name? I can't remember its name. Chloe Moretz. You can't say that. You can. Oh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> oh, you're getting real, real-time reaction. I feel like it should be on YouTube. So it centers oh. on a man called Mark and his daughter Eleanor, who live whose lives were changed forever ten years earlier when she was turned into a vampire. Oh. Oh. God, why can't they just leave things alone? Well, we'll see. So it's it's. I mean, it's ten <clears> episodes. It's ten hours worth of stuff. Um, so we'll see. Andrew Hinderakef, who who made Away, I've never even heard of it. Is the showrunner, um, and I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Is it Seath Man from Homeland? Is actually directing it. So Homeland's quite a good show, actually. Yeah. Well, one to three. I don't know. Don't yeah. Search anything after that. Four was crap, wasn't it? Three. Yeah. Oh my god, John. Three. I think I lived with my heart in my throat for the whole oh. of my watching experience. It, it, three was one of those things. I wish I'd saved some of the texts I got off you, because <laughs> one of the one of the good things about you, and there are a few out there floating <laughs> around, is when you get invested in a show, you are so funny. Even ones you you watching um, Sopranos with a uh, frog. I was like, the text you were sending me was still absolutely hilarious. <laughs> Nerves have gone. I got must have got that out sixty times in one <laughs> on episode. Well, it's it's one of those, isn't it? Like when sometimes you you don't forget what happens, but you forget the emotional journey of it, don't you? It's it's like um, what they say about childbirth, isn't it? Like once you've experienced the pain, you sort of forget it. Um, please, feminists, don't write in and tell me off. Um, but it, it is, isn't it? You sort of forget about it, and then when you relive it, it's like, wow, why did I do this to myself? Yeah, I was. Rachel uh, Rachel's watching them now, and they, they got up. To, we got up to the episode with, uh, where Richie April comes back. Oh Jesus! And my heart just went. Oh my God! I forgot about him. Do you know when you say his name, I feel sick. <laughs> like my throat swells and everything. It's oh, I can't. I just the best show ever. I don't want to just go salute. Polly Walnuts. Oh, my man. Another God. one down. God love another him. toothpick. Another toothpick. Oh, bless him. <laughs> well, yeah. best, oh. best show ever. If, if you're going to live a life, be part of the best thing to ever come onto TV. I mean, absolutely. And, and absolutely. I've just started watching Dexter, though, John. Um, I'm on season two. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's my view. It's like sort of, it's all right. Like, you know when you used to come in from school when you were a kid and you'd put like CITV on and you wouldn't really watch it, but you'd it'd be on. 
that's what I feel like I'm doing. Like this, it's it's a really interesting concept, but there's nothing that's getting me my heart racing, and I'm not excited. I don't. The characters yeah. aren't that great. The next season's okay. The one after that's pretty good, and then it goes shit. Oh, sorry. But they brought it back, didn't they? Dexter, New Blood, or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. It was alright, I suppose. It was, it was. I mean, why bring it back? Why not do something else? I if I had a pound for every time I've said that, like, why bring let the right one in back? Why bring the monsters? Why on earth bring the monsters back the way that? Do you know? Doing I that? think I just think there's big money, and there's the word money in in bringing really recognised titles and and people back. And you know, I think I talk about these all the time. The X Files touch that and 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 launch that um they had the idea to come back before anybody seemed to think it was a good idea to come back but um actually chronologically twin peaks brought their um revival back before the x-files managed to get out um but yeah it's it's a trend isn't it it's a a massive trend to bring things back and i suppose yeah it's money it's all about money anyway it's not, it's not good, though, is it? No, it's not. It doesn't bring anything... Oh, anyway, let's just move on. Let's okay. have an argument. Okay, let's go. Screaming service. <laughs> right. There was your scream. Ask me how I am, by the way. How are you? No, ask me again, because it went weird then. Oh, how are you, John? Do you know what, mate? Thanks for asking. I'm actually okay today because today I get to talk about two absolutely tremendous films uh, for very different reasons. Why are you looking at me like that? Continue. I think we're going to have a fight. (laughs) Uh, The second one is, I'll leave that till the end because I've a lot to say on that one and it's just tremendous in every way, but we'll start with the fight. Um... This is one of my picks, and it's a film called from 2015, 2015, however you say the fucking numbers these days, called Bite, by a little-known director called Chad Archibald. Uh, I see my colleague is shaking his head. Mm. Um, do you have a nervous tick, or...? I've definitely got a tick, yeah. Yeah. Um, I shall read out the um, the kind of blurb, and then you can tell the world how wrong you are um, while on a bachelorette party getaway Casey the bride to be gets a seemingly harmless bite from an unknown insect after the trip Casey discovers that everything can change in a single bite <sighs> so what did you think it should have been called shite for a start <laughs> <laughs> it was I mean it started off really good and up until I think about the last 20, 30 minutes, I text my sister saying, watch Bite, it's on Prime. Um, and then she messaged back towards the end and I went, don't bother, it's shite. <laughs> so um, I-, I think it was a really good setup, and I honestly thought, oh, this is going to be a found footage film. No wonder John's picked it. Um, I actually thought you'd picked it because there was going to be girls in bikinis all the way through. But that is not the case. That's like literally the first few minutes of it. And I kind of wondered whether going back to the apartment building ruined it. Um whether they should have stayed in Costa Rica or not. Um, I think that really small 
enclosed set that we got for a massive portion of the film really um I don't want to say ruined it for me because there's other things that ruined it um but just it, it didn't nah <laughs> it didn't it sort of it closed the film off for me and I felt like we weren't going anywhere and I don't know whether that was just because we got that one set for the whole film or whether it was because the story really wasn't going anywhere um it sets up some really interesting things about the potential that she'd um, slept with uh, a man while she was abroad, that she'd lost her, her engagement ring, she doesn't want to marry the guy that she thinks she's in love with, she's not allowed to have sex with him because of his mum, his mum lives in the apartment building, and all of those sort of things weren't really resolved in a fully dramatic way, and when I say dramatic, I mean dramatic in terms of the right, and I don't mean dramatic as in... <gasps> gasp dramatic you know what i'm saying say, don't you like yeah, yeah. <laughs> i should i should i'm gonna like right i should just warn everyone this is a bit of a dis, dis, disgusting film it's it's got scenes in it that have come under a lot of a lot of criticism so obviously I, I love it this I no, do not I, get. I, I mean there was a couple right i right she gets a spoil slight spoiler alert but she's bitten by this insect and it basically <laughs> starts to change her. It's think of the fly, but with a kind of but worse. 20, 21st century take on it. Um, and it's that that I love about it. And there's a scene in it where, where she, she kind of approaches the camera and just pupates out of her mouth. And I just went, <laughs> it's fucking horrible and I went I went I love this film I'm going to watch it again and it's it's that body horror aspect of it from me it's not I I agree it's not the best story in the world maybe it could have been better but it just completely and utterly saves itself by the the practical effects I think the practical effects in this film I I could watch that all, all day long the the the, the the effects on 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 the girl as she's going through this metamorphosis, it it made me turn away and and wince. And if if it was a bit if it was a bigger director, I'd get it. You'd I'd be like Sean, your flannel shirt. You and your flannel shirts are correct today. Uh, <laughs> however, it's not. See so wrong. It's it was a, a director who who is flexing some very very big muscles. And I think it is a little gem of a film. This I I love it. I watched this in the same sitting as uh, Revenge and Raw, and I I was just like, it gave me hope. It gave me hope that people aren't going to follow rules. I mean, and I'll have to just work. I'd have to just find out how you say this. Uh, Raw was directed by a French lady called Julia, and I'm so sorry, Julia. Ducournau, Ducournau. Um, and she's gone on to do uh, Titan. I don't know if anyone's seen that. Um, that's as weird as a gob, gob shite as well. Uh, and Revenge is directed by... Why have they all got weird names? Uh, Coralie Forger, I believe her name is. Uh, I do apologise if I've butchered your uh, native languages there, because there is a chance you're listening to this. <laughs> Um, this one's much easier. Chad Archibald, easy. Why can't they all be called that? Exactly. But anyway, and it gave me hope. It really, it really did. These three films gave me hope because 
the foundations, and you know how I look at this, this is like, if the foundations for filmmaking are there, I'm, you're going to have my vote, you're gonna, I'm going to be on your side, and it was there in this. Do you know what? I even accept the storyline. I don't even think it's that bad. I think you're just... You're just you. Um, no, I, I, I'm not. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've written this down here, and I've gone... I love its grossness. I love its disdain for the audience. I love its wanton disturbingnessness, even though that's not a word. I love the fact it doesn't care who it offends, and if it was a person, it would wear leather hot pants and ride a Harley Davidson with an I don't give a fuck grin on its face. Wonderful. And I've written below that Q argument. I think that is the biggest load of bullshit I have ever heard come out of your mouth. Practical effects speaking absolutely agree with yes spot on and that's where they've made the focus because that's the type of film that they've wanted to make that's great a body horror film yes but also what you've got in there are characters you've got people you've got actors who can't act casey that the main the lead can only start acting when she doesn't act like herself <laughs> when she starts acting like a weird bug creature um, the story itself doesn't, which is fucking bizarre, because when she plays Casey normal, she cannot act. None of them can act. <coughs> Not a single one of them. Um, they all need to go to acting classes. Just do us all a favour. Either don't be in a film or go to acting classes. One of the two. Um, I think when they were editing this film, they maybe had one eye closed because there are a lot of like con continuity errors. Um, she's on the phone to, I think, a doctor and the doctor says, oh, with regard to the vomiting, it could be this. She's actually not mentioned that she was vomiting to the doctor. And then there's little bits and pieces where her outfit changes from one thing to the next and back again in one scene. And I just think that is absolute just laziness. If I've noticed it, it's your film. You should have been on it. I don't care. Well, you should care, John, because this is this is you're talking about good filmmaking, and these are aspects that are not. I I, it's it the the, the saving grace for it, not the saving grace. The focal point of it is the body horror aspect of it, and that bit for me saved the entire thing. I fucking love it. I, I, I even watching it again the other day. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. Mm -mm. This is such a muscle flex. It's it's fabulous, and I forgive it all of its flaws because of that. The 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 pupate the pupate scenes still. Oh my god! I think I'm gonna throw up. No, no. Uh, I actually thought I was gonna go then. I really did. The pupate scenes made my stomach turn, and it's just and it's the whatever they use for it. God. God alone knows what they use for it, but it's oh, it's just disgusting. And then a skin at the end, oh, it's fantastic. The fly, the fly is a good case in point because I don't like that story either. But the the, 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 the fly's got effects, a story. The the practical effects in the fly are, are good. Spot I on. think this is arguably well for the time. Like I think it's the same. It's the same kind of principle. Well, I think we're agreeing on the same things. The the, the effects, yeah, they're, they're really, really good, but you cannot have a good, well-rounded film unless everything is of the same type of quality. And this just does not have that. Like, for example, here, I mean, I'm not, her fiance lives a few doors up the, up the corridor. And in that week, after not hearing from her, not once, does he go and knock on a door or have the spare key? Because don't tell me that your fiancé doesn't have a spare key to your apartment, please. 
What a crock of shit. And if he was that concerned, if he was that concerned, his mum is the landlord of the building. She'd have keys. (laughs) I think I've upset him, everyone. There's a weird smell in my fiance's flat. What's the first thing you'd think after not hearing from her for a week? She might be dead. I best go and check or ring the police. Come on. Still, good news about the body horror, though. Well, it's the only good thing about it. It's the only thing you need in it. It's fantastic. It isn't, John. I'm not as easily pleased as you. It needs to be well-rounded. Right. Right. Everyone should go and watch this film and then tell Sean how wrong he is again. I think you'd be surprised, John. I wouldn't. I have faith in our listeners. And I'll just tell them what to say. And I'll command it. Yeah, well. Because I'm right, you're wrong. You know. Sorry. So is it um, is it Nightmare Cinema then? Yeah, that's me. Is on. it fuck? <laughs> if I could think of something that was below Certified Nightmare, it would be in that group. Oh, it's not that bad. John, it's bad it's, enough. It's It's got charm. It's got enough charm for me to There's it. There's nothing charming it's about not, this film. It's not Nightmare Cinema. It's not nowhere near anything like that. But um, it's definitely popcorn. And it's... And, People can watch it and learn from it, and I think it's that alone. I mean, yeah, it would teach film. us some lessons in terms of what yeah. not to do with character and story. You were absolutely. Say that. So but yeah, it teaches some things on what to do with uh, practical effects and stuff. It's stay for the popcorn for me. Let's let's move on. You're wrong. Let's, let's leave it there. Right? Are we <laughs> gonna have another argument now? I don't think so. I think we are because I've got an entire <laughs> segment in this bit Shit. that we need to discuss. Let's go for it. Right. Um, let me just remember when it was made. I think it was 77, <laughs> wasn't it? 79. 79. Okay. I think people have been waiting a while for this one, and I think mm. questions have been asked as to why we haven't done it before. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'm surprised talk- that we've not done this before. Yeah, we've talked about some uh, absolute corkers on this. Mm. Uh, the Exorcist, there's this, I don't think we've done The Shining, actually. But... Uh, few more but one thing that we've never done is the almighty masterpiece that is alien oh yes now is the time so you may want to sit comfortably we'll get the uh, the arguments out of the way and then we'll get into it i'm Um, nervous about what it is you've got to say yeah i want to discuss the the elephant that enters the room every time someone talks about alien or aliens well we're not talking about aliens but i've got to just talk about this bit because this has always been part every time i've talked about this film someone's always come up and said this and it's the instant comparison to to the sequel why why can't they both just be loved in their own right i don't think brilliant I don't think I have the energy to discuss with you, <laughs> aliens. However, maybe what I think we should do is do aliens next time. Because we both have a lot to say about that film. A lot to say about that film. Yeah. I don't I don't think that there is a better that either of them are better. They're two completely different films. I'm not. I'm not even touching as, it. I'm as we will it. discuss now. I know we'll, you're trying we'll, to beat me, John. But yeah. I'm not, I am we'll, not touching it. We'll, we'll we'll do this one now, and then we'll do Aliens next week. Because okay, deal. 
It just comes down then to Then can preference. we do Alien 3? Yeah, because okay. that deserves a place at the table. It does. And then we'll do Alien Covenant. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, well, let's do Resurrection and round it off. No, I'm not even doing that one. <laughs> Shite. Oh, I just nearly choked on my coffee then. It just... I don't understand how you can have three different films that are so good in so many ways. Say what you will about them, I don't care. They are brilliant. All three of them are brilliant films. And then you'd go into that. And then after that, you go into the Alien vs. Predator films. You go into the... the that Covenant thing. Oh, God. Oh, my God. And then the things with Michael Fassbender necking himself in. Ugh, what? What? On earth? But Dirty. yeah, Dirty. but let's let's start now with the one that started it all, and for me, possibly the most difficult genre of of film to do, which is sci-fi horror. I Done well. I agree with you there because you know. It, I think, but I think that may be our interpretation of that type of film where a lot of people would classify this, uh, maybe not this, but scary um, space stories as sci-fi before horror. Whereas whenever I think of Alien, it, it's a horror film. It just happens to be in space. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, I just agreed with you. It's, it's very strange. I need a um, But then you've got other scary horror films like Event Horizon, all that type of stuff that I see as sci-fi before anything else. Yeah, that purely exists because of this. Mm. Strange, isn't it? You can have a beautiful sci-fi film, uh, 2001, uh, Star Wars in a way. Um, you can have a beautiful horror film. To me, The Exorcist will always be beautiful. Mm. Um, but... To have a beautiful horror sci-fi film, I mean, the first fifteen minutes of this film are some of the the best stuff you'll ever see, mm-hmm. and he knows what he's doing with that camera. Ridley Scott, he will go far in this game. He 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 needs to he, he needs an agent and he needs to get out there because he'll go far. Like um, he's just he's just got it. He's Ex- just got it. Except when he makes Michael Fassbender neck himself. That's yeah. No. That's that's that, yeah. That happened, didn't it? Thanks yeah. for that. Sorry. Uh, uh, but like the first fifteen minutes, when the camera's just panning around the uh, the most disgusting-looking, beautiful um, spacecraft that the world has ever seen. What what even is it? Mm. It's just it's 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 from the brain of someone who's just like this will piss everyone off. And you, you if you watch it if you watch it properly and you kind of crane into it. You can see the, the 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 care that's gone into creating these sets just for this fifteen seconds of the camera passing by. It is so intricately designed and exquisite. Oh, and then they all wake up. No, you, you. Do you know what? You're you're absolutely right. It is. I would describe this realm, this realm, this film, as a really rich film, and I don't just mean. Um, in terms of story and character, because it absolutely does have those. But I mean, in terms of its look, and as you said, that it's sets like it's just there are so many. There's depth to the film. Like you're watching the film, and you could believe you're on that little planetoid, or you could believe you're on a spaceship hurtling through uh, the stars. It's just, yeah. it's so rich and so well done. It is a beautiful film. You're absolutely right. 
Yeah, that that those first ten fifteen minutes though, where the camera's just panning round and we're seeing all of this stuff, mm. um, and after that we're there, we're one of them, mm. we're we're waking up with them, and it's so, it's so rare now. I mean, I'm, I I I feel like I'm, trying to defend filmmakers who are making substandard films. Let's face it, most of the things I like are, um, <laughs> films I like are, um. And I'm I'm seeing, I'm I'm latching on to one positive aspect of it, whereas this film, there is nothing that they don't do in this film, and there's nothing that they don't do unbelievably well. Mm. It it is pure poetry. This film it is so well executed, so well thought out by an absolute cinematic genius who's just who just who is. A legend in his own right, British mm. as well, my ad. Um, um, a cast, a, a, a ragamuffin bunch of, what did they call them? Truckers in space, wasn't it? Space truckers or something like that. Mm. Where they're all just like roughnecks, like working working on a, a, a rig in space. Uh, and a, a, a legend being born in front of our eyes in Scorny Weaver, who cast, cast anyone else in this film. Do you have the same film? I don't know. No, and do you, know, do you know why I think it works? It's sort of... I don't know how to say this, so I'm just going to say it. I, I don't. I hope I don't offend anybody, but... It's, it's Sigourney Weaver's androgyny. She's not... Um, she's not a typical female... Um, sex icon in in this yeah. film and and at that point in her career um obviously yeah. in later films she, she's you know she she looks like gorgeous in some of them but in this she isn't she's very much yeah. every mold a worker was broken with her in this hmm? every mold was broken in this she was not <clears throat> a damsel in distress she was not a pretty girl in a dress well this she is, was not this is a love f- interest she was the, she was she was the it's just the one of the crew. Captain of the ship. She's yeah. Fantastic. Well, not the captain of the ship, but the captain of the film. Eventually, she was. Um, but I, I, I think what's interesting here is that the part of Ripley was originally written for a man. It was. It was not written for a woman. And I, part of me, kind of wonders: Did they explore that and think, no, let's let's leave it. A woman should be be able to be shown in that way, or did they think? can't be Ashley right and that just leave it as it is and we'll just make her a woman do, do you know what I'm saying I don't Ooh, know that rings a bell that I, I've heard that before mm. I think she said that herself she said this is it, you, you, when she was reading it she said she, you could tell it wasn't written for a woman but she they, they said do you want us to change any of it and she said no well, I didn't I th- do it this. doesn't need I it. do this but it, exactly it does it now by today's standards if that happened today we probably wouldn't think two ways about actually do you know what we probably would because she'd have like really beautiful hair really shiny hair she wouldn't be sweaty just something would be something would would happen to make us still see her sex appeal you do not get that with this film like yeah. she's sweaty dirty hair tied back in a get shit done bun she's just cracking on with the film like the rest of them um until obviously the the, the final final scene um but i, I just f- phenomenal i love that they did that i <clears throat> absolutely love that they did that that she's a woman she, yeah, and it she, doesn't matter it's it's the and the fact that it doesn't matter in the film makes it matter to the audience. I think well, it matters to me 
that she's not portrayed as a woman in that way. And that's, I think, one of my massive, massive problems with the sequels. And I say all of the sequels there, um, because suddenly she has to be a mother. She has to care about children. She has to be um, almost raped. And that's not the Ripley I know from the original. Yeah. And that's one of my yeah. biggest problems. Well, I mean, yeah. She stopped being Ripley. Probably that that incarnate. I, I like the way that the three films that I like are three different incarnations of her. I would have preferred that she didn't get the help from that convict in the third one when that horrible scene is about to happen. I would have liked... I mean, she's just fought off a thousand xenomorphs on a, on a different planet. I think she can fight off one twatty little convict shit. Uh, and I think that would have shown that she's still got a bit of our Ripley in her. Um, the she, one, was, she was the sick Ripley, though, wasn't she, from just waking up yeah, from things? She's still, she's still never, never weak. Never. That's one thing that Ripley is never. She could be asleep and fend them off. That's <laughs> that's that's what that's who she is. The thing that they created for that Raylian resurrection thing, that wasn't her. That wasn't Ripley. That was uh, even Sigourney Weaver was hating doing that. Um, I don't I, think I, she was. I don't think she was Ripley even in the second one. She was a completely <coughs> different person. Completely different person, and not in terms of like character growth. Because don't forget, she she's had not had the opportunity to have any character growth between the first and the second because she was asleep for fifty years. So 57. for her character, sorry for fifty seven, for her character to have changed that much, it was just not right. I just felt like I'm not even getting into it. Let's wait. Let's wait till next week. <laughs> I'm, I can feel myself getting wound up and getting actually upset with with that film. Um, and I know a lot of people love it and fucking bring it on um but yeah just yeah anyway 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 but what a boss what a boss absolutely boss um cast in this yeah. film like amazing it, it, it where i was i was watching it uh yesterday and today mm. uh not like hard i watched it twice because i just i just I forgot how much i love this harry dean stanton and yafo koto and that are absolutely fantastic they are people who you meet in any truck stop diner anywhere and they're just like uh, yeah funny oh fucking it's just brilliant it's so they're so the, the reason why we love them so much is because they're instantly relatable mm. more of them you're um, absolutely right and do you know what like when you actually look at the cast list it's really small like you yeah. don't i think when you're watching the film you don't you don't realize and i don't know if that's because each character has room to breathe and you have room to breathe because it like sort of i feel like the film starts big and just gets narrower and narrower and narrower and narrower until the very end like i think you can see that visually um I, I, just this tiny tiny cast you don't feel that way do you and then if you look at the second one there's all kinds of people in it yeah. And then, well, no, I don't. See, you're doing it. You're doing that I thing. Know. You're comparing it. I'm trying my that's, best. That's what I want to stop. I'm trying my best not to. There's, there is no point compare. It's like comparing me and you. We are loved by millions <laughs> and adored by millions, but we're loved for very, very different reasons. Mm. There, there are people who love us of us of equal, have an equal faith in us, but there's close people to us who are actually 
properly love us as 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 we are but it's for very different reasons it doesn't mean that we're, one is better than the other it means that we're both amazing what's wrong with that at least on an alien 3 or alien 4 no way i wouldn't mind being alien don't 3 don't you to dare talk about alien 3 in that way it's still not as good as these is it it's I'm, good you fucking wait you wait till week three john you wait because <laughs> i'm coming for you i am but coming that, but, for yeah. you um, there was another Tom Skerritt as well. Name another Tom Skerritt film. Oh my God, Steel Magnolias. Wow. Oh my God, <laughs> one of the most classic Tom Skerritt uh, films. One of the most classic performances. Um, is he also in contact with Jodie Foster? I don't know. <laughs> I'm convinced. I am convinced that he is convinced. I'm- do you know if anyone's listening to this in their car, they've just crashed now. Everyone's just, Steel what? Crash. <laughs> Don't you do it. Steel Magnolia's his boss. He, he's, he's, yeah, Steel Magnolia's is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, he is in contact. I've just checked. He's also in Top Gun. Shut up. Oh, he is, yeah. He's a Viper, Viper in Top yeah. Gun, Oh, my God. Christ alive. <laughs> Look on your face. Top Gun! That's Top Gun. <laughs> It's your crash scene. Steel Magnolias, and we can talk about that, but Top Gun, oh, that's weird. No, Steel Magnolias is one of the best. If you've not seen it, like, you know, watch it. He also, do you remember the game Alien Isolation? Yes. So we all, he also came back to, to voice Captain Dallas for that. I'm completely unsurprised. I think that's fantastic. And I imagine he rinsed them for it as well because he needs the money. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Although his Top Gun royalties would have gone up this this year, thanks to Tom. Well, Tom Cruise, I mean. Why wasn't he even in it as like a little cameo? That makes me sad. Um, he know. could have been at the bar or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm very upset by that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So overall, it's, good film, isn't it? <laughs> good film. It's it's it's. Do you know when you forget? You shouldn't forget these things, but do you know when you forget that legends... Legends... I, I wonder... I'll, I'll, I'll do it a different way. I wonder when people are making films, and I've talked this to you about before, namely when I was pissed in pubs and stuff, but I've I've always wondered, do you know when you're making something that's going to be... that that is going to be revered for the rest of time? Do mm. you know you're making it? Do you know? I know I you, can, you can you can sit there and make a stand there and make a film and it, and you go this is going to be a box office success. I'm going to get a new car out of this. I can move house and stuff like that. Do you know it's going to be talked about in a hundred years? Because this will be talked about in a hundred years. I just I just don't know. I, I, I mean I couldn't possibly say, John, but I, it is it is one of those films, and I think you're right. Like it, it's going to be. A film that, yeah, absolutely has talked about in 100 years. Like, we're coming... We're not far off, really, 100 years for films like The Wizard of Oz. Like, that was, like, what, 30-something? Um, Say nine, that one. Yeah, so we're really not that far, like, if you think about it, from that being 100 years old, and people still watch it, people still love it, people still enjoy it. So, yeah, I do think it is going to be one of those films. And you look at the, you look at the thing, that, that what, what it's brought after it, it it's invented a genre, an entire genre. Um... I don't think you'd have any, any, anything, any crossover in sci-fi and horror because they just would have gone. It's not going to work, mm. and then that's that. But because they, they, they had faith in in this man and this cast, because and and the production team, because it's not, 
it's Ridley Scott's vision. And I have to mention H.R. Geiger as well. How can we get mm. through this without mentioning him? That's just terrible. Didn't he win an Oscar for this? Uh, yes, uh, and he won everything else, and rightly so. Yeah, that, that 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 there was an interview with him not so long ago, right? Not so long ago. It was like about twelve years before he died, um, and it was like he, this. They said um, he was sat there and he was drinking out of this cup, and he was drinking and he was sniffing and he was like put it back down, and they said the camera's finished and he said what what's in that? And he went oh opium, and he went he went what? You just done an entire interview on opium, and he went, "Yeah," and he said, well, "Are you okay?" He was, you, "Yeah, I'm fine." And they said, "Why are you drinking opium?" H H R, and then he just said, "It just calms in here down," and he points to his head, and I just and and you know when when artists say stuff like that, and you go, "Fucking posing bastard," you just believe this guy. You cannot be ne- you cannot be normal and make artwork and creatures and stuff like that. You cannot do it. You there has got to be something wrong with you. <laughs> Like the the conceptual drawings of the alien and all of the alien world, they they will blow your mind. Go on the internet and look at them. I've they seen, are art, artwork in itself. I've seen something pretty much every time I go to um, Waterstones. Oh, I have a look at the um, you know the artwork book for for the alien for Alien. Um, and yeah, I just think fucking it's it's just it is it it, it is absolutely stunning. This is a certified nightmare then, and bite is better. Uh, no, sorry. This is just all the way. So cinema and nightmare cinema royalty. This nightmare cinema definitely a fucking masterpiece, and that just gets better. How can something made in nineteen seventy nine keep getting better as well? Oh. God knows, John. God knows. I, it's it's I, a it's a mystery. I dream of making something like this. I dream of even imagining something like this. I dream a dream in times gone by. Well, there's not much going on in the world of um, horror cinema. I think the next big thing that's coming up is obviously Jordan Peele's Nope on the from the 12th of August, which obviously is a big no from me as well. Uh, Jordan, I'm not really interested in any of your films anymore. Um, other than so that... So feel, Sean? You didn't hear However, Odeon is showing a 24-hour horror movie marathon on Friday, the 28th of October. So that'll be interesting. So it's playing films like Blood Rage, Driller Killer, Dr. Butcher, and they're just the ones that I can see off the top. Oh, that looks pornographic. Um, So, yeah, there's a few on there. And also, just worth mentioning, I just thought you might like to know, it's not horror, but um, they are releasing a um, director's cut of Star Trek The Motion Picture and also a director's cut of Star Trek 2 The Wrath of Khan um, usually people who like um, horror tend to like sci-fi as well so I just thought I'd just drop yes, that in there most, yeah I won't finish that that's from August um, that, that's when you know that there's slim pickings at the cinema when you're trying to inform people that Star Trek is getting a re-release. Hey, yay, yay. Nothing wrong with a bit of Star Trek. Anyway, that's all of the uh, Silver Scream news for now. I'm so happy to I'm after I get to talk about this. Oh, go on. Go on, I don't you think start. we're going to argue about this either. You start. Um, TV, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
episode one, season one of the brilliant, brilliant Bates Motel. Fantastic. The end. <laughs> the end. That's all you really need when discussing something like this. Like, this for me, right, was the first real adaptation of a very, very famous film. If you don't know what Bates Motel is, uh, stop listening and go away. Um, <laughs> it's the prequel It's to Psycho. It's basically the relationship between uh, Norman and his mum. Uh, and you, if you haven't heard of it or, or, or seen it, you're probably sat there going, well, that's not going to fucking work. It does. It, it really does. does. For the most part, it really works. But episode one, um, let's talk about it. Um, I was surprised that you chose this episode because I don't think it's a particularly scary episode. I think there are scarier ones as the story sort of progresses. Um, and what I will say is this is a contemporary prequel, so it's not in, it's not like a direct prequel in terms of setting the, 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 the 50s. Um, it is... A contemporary prequel set now before the events of Psycho and the final season incorporate those events in a very loose Rihanna starring way, which I will never understand. So, yeah, it, it, this is a really strong opening episode in terms of it being scary and, and horrific. N n no, not really. But I, I think it's like it's the, the kind of foreshadowing that it does. It uses the film and it foreshadows. And I think that's the what if you're gonna do this, that's what you have to do. You have to use the reason why you exist. And absolutely it does that so well. And the guys that they've got playing, especially Norman and his mum, Freddie Highmore and Vera Famiga, who is just she might be the best thing working at the moment. I mean, she was brilliant. Under underused as Olivia Soprano in uh, Many Saints mm, of Newark, massively. but the scenes that she was in, she stole every single one of them. She was fantastic, and in this, she is dynamite. She makes this what it is. She holds everything together, moves it all forward. It's base. It's it's. She's surrounded by cracking cast, who who, do it justice. But she makes a cracking cast and an exemplary cast. Mm. She is everything in this. I think, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit, you know, you are based on a horror film after all. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more horror brought into it. Um, I don't think it's it's lacking um, in terms of, it, it doesn't mean that it's, you know, the fact that they've not incorporated horror means that it's crap. I don't think that's true. But, you know, this part of the podcast is whether you know, we're discussing the scariest episodes of TV shows and I just don't feel that, that this meets that criteria. Oh, I think it's and I don't, so unsettling. I don't I think, think the bulk of the show meets that criteria, to be honest. There are a few episodes where it's like, whoa, what the fuck? It sets yeah. up a lot. It's it really does set up a lot and the, there's those little bits about the about the, the sex trafficking which is, you know, sort of hinted at the end and it it is a it is a very good episode of of a really good TV show that was just let down by its its final season. I I I, I yeah yeah, but I think that this one the reason why I've chosen this one is because because of the way that it uses the film, and it creates this like it's so deeply unsettling 
for me, I was when when every, even even now when I rewatch it, I just sit there and I go, "Fuck, you know." Like there's a horrific scene halfway through where, like, like Norma, the mum, she, someone tries to rape her, and she, she she fights back this this bitch. But you see, you see the kind of animalistic sort of lioness in her, and I loved it. I loved it, and I just saw. Where is the where are they going with this? This is a strong lady this. Mm. And it it didn't it didn't disappoint and by the time the first episode finishes, you've got I well I had this feeling of like complete discomfort and I can't wait for the next episode. I can't wait for the next episode. Mm. And it it's just it's not I mean it's not it could have been blood soaked and and gory and a bit and over the top, but the un- understated way, the patient mm. way that they did it, I thought they were spot on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thankful for that. And when I say horror, <laughs> I don't mean blood and guts and gore because that's not what the original was. But the original was a constant, constant building of tension until that one horrific moment. And you get the tension, but you don't get the horrific moment. And I, I, I get what you're saying in terms of you know where she's almost raped. That is horrific. I'm not trying to take that away, but it's it's not that shower scene. And I know you can't peak too early on a TV show, but you don't have to have that level of peak. You can have a peak. Um, yeah. And some of the some of the scenes around Norman going to school and stuff. I know that that was bound to happen because he's a teenager. Um, just felt a little bit slow, but there are payoffs for that later on, especially around his teacher. Um, and I think probably the last two episodes of this season are quite scary and, and can be in comparison to, to this one. And maybe we should have looked at them instead. The, the the payoffs are there. I just I just don't think that any episode is as unsettling as this one. It's like it's because we're introduced to it, and it's the first of like a, 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 a sort of succession of adaptations of films and stuff like that. And you you sit in there and you go, and you are dealing with horror royalty here. You are you you have started big, and to create a a, a different a, a similar but different kind of unease, I just thought it was brilliant. I loved it. I I loved the way they've done it. I think it might be my favorite favorite episode of this. Mm. Um, for, for 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 so many reasons. Interesting. I think it's a brilliant introduction to to it. I think it's it sets the tone, it sets the uh, the the kind of uh, like theme, and it just makes you feel so uncomfortable all the way through. I it. mean, yeah, it it has got that. Um, it definitely does have that level of of um, lack of comfort, especially around. The relationship, like um, Norma, completely <coughs> gaslights Norman all the way through the episode. She's very controlling, but then you also have that scene where Norman looks up at the house and Norma is undressed and she's in her underwear, and he doesn't stop. I mean, it, it's not like it's 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 so cleverly done and so cleverly acted because he doesn't stop and stare but he also doesn't look away embarrassed and it's like it opens questions like whoa what kind of relationship have you got here <laughs> because is it that sort of relationship where you're completely comfortable with seeing each other in your underwear or is it something a little bit more and you know coming from the family that I come from 
seeing other members of your family in your underwear is not okay. It's like get dressed before you leave your bedroom or before you leave the bathroom, put your pajamas on at least. Um, we are just not that family. So that for me is very weird. And I, I couldn't say whether that is a normal family <laughs> trait or not, but it's definitely, you know, from, from mine. But I was like, what the hell are you doing here, Norman? Like, look away. But then also, Norma, I know you're in the middle of nowhere, but your son's around. Close your fucking curtains. <laughs> it was just uh, uh, very gross, very weird. And, and I think the entire series plays with that a lot, doesn't it? That sort of really weird sexual tension yeah, between mum and the, son. There's a huge thing. I mean, the obvious thing is to have a have them... Uh, how can I say this? Fuck. Um, and and you're going all the way through it. You're going. Are they gonna? Are they gonna actually do this? this, this is, and you, it keeps you guessing all the way through. Like all, like. I mean, you're absolutely right. I remember watching it, and there are some parts, some moments in this where I think, "Fucking hell, are they gonna kiss? <laughs> what the, what is yeah. this leading to?" And, and then it's... obviously you've got like the. I think it's in season two where her brother comes into it, and then you realise there is actually incest in the family. Oh yeah. And one of her sons is actually her brother's son, I think. Yeah, that's that's the beauty of this first episode. I've never seen anything foreshadow so many potential storylines before because they, they, they get it, 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 it's it's up there like it's 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 and you can go anywhere with it. It's just for me. It's one of the strongest kind of episode ones. Pilots call it what you will. That there is because you can go anywhere with it and you can bring back moments from this episodes into the future and it all still is relevant and is still there fucking godlike for me well done well done to you I mean yeah it is and there are some moments where you just you feel so sorry for Norma um throughout the season throughout the series sorry I don't just mean for this episode like just constant shit just happens to her like it's fucking give the woman a break (laughs) um and I can't remember John whether um because obviously we open with Norman getting up off his bed and he finds his dad's body and then he goes to the bathroom and Norma is coming out of that in a dressing gown again. You've got that link between sort of Norman, death and sex all in sort of the space of a few minutes. Um, I can't remember whether she... Whether Norman killed his his dad after seeing him attack his mom, his mom, and she pretended it never happened because he'd blacked yeah, out, he'd blacked or whether out. it was here, I can't, I just can't remember. I think it was him. He did it in like it, during his blackout. Yeah, because he has he, has he does, it, he does it with the teacher as well, doesn't mm. he? It's yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I just yeah. couldn't remember clearly whether that was the the case or not. But that's the that that's the early um, planting of the psycho. So let's quickly just talk about how they incorporate Psycho then. Um, Because I know it's not the first episode, it's the last season. What did you think of it? To be honest, I don't remember it. So basically what they did, they brought Rihanna in to play Marion Crane. I don't understand the casting. I I just don't understand it. Um... I think I may have turned it off at this point. Well, and then they completely 
subvert Psycho in that he doesn't kill Marion Crane. So you've got these five years worth of build-up thinking, we're going to Psycho, this is leading to Psycho, and it doesn't happen. He lets her go. Yeah, I would have lived a happier life if you hadn't told me that. I'm sorry, John. But you should see these things through to completion and then you'd understand well, why I've got this jaded view of it because how dare you take Psycho, then decide that you're going to make a prequel, a contemporary prequel of that, and then completely change the story of Psycho? Like, who the fuck do you think you are? Jamie Lee Curtis is involved in this somewhere. I know she is. She's an executive <laughs> producer. If I, if I dig it up that she's involved in that, I'll completely understand it. But I just, I couldn't believe that that's what they decided to go with. I, I, I'm, I'm shocked. And doesn't it completely change your view of... Like, link it back to the first episode. Like, and this is why I just can't get really passionate about this anymore because it's like, you, you fucked up. You massive... It was like watching season seven and eight of Game of Thrones in the space of two or three episodes on, on Bates Motel. It was that disheartening. I, 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 I how... Well, there you go. That's that's pretty much it. So, what's your vote? So, so, <laughs> so, yay! Another one ruined. Sorry. I would well, say. I don't care anymore. I'd say. <laughs> I'm trying to forget about the end. I would say safe for the popcorn for this episode. Yeah, I mean, but it's TV, so it has to have. It has to conclude. But I mean, if we're going on episodes, it's definitely, it's definitely strong. Mm. A strong stay for the popcorn. Have three popcorns. <laughs> three yeah. corns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's that. De- it's as if we if we're doing the series, you've just ruined it. Sorry. Um, if we're doing the episode, it's still brilliant. It's still excellent. It's it's if if you if you're doing TV. And you have a start like this, you, you're not going to go badly. Well, there you are, folks. Let us know what you think about Bates Motel. <laughs> Just don't watch it till the end, apparently. Well, yeah. Cut it off at the end of season four. Actually, no, there's some, some good stuff happens in season five, but that just lets it down, unfortunately. Boo. Fucking gutted. I know. Sorry. Oh, well. Okay. Should we finish? Well, on that depressing bombshell... Can I just say you look a little bit like Ed Sheeran today? Oh, can I just say that is one of the most fucking offensive <laughs> things anyone has ever said to me ever? It's the shirt and the way that you. I think I've I've got my um. You've got light shining on you, and it makes you look a little bit ginger. Oh no, it's gone now. All right, it was a fleeting moment. Um, and on that bombshell, that's for ruining Bates Motel for me, Ed. Um, we'll be back next time to have another argument quite like the arguments have been back in this I do I, I do we've um it's like, yeah. it's like we're like a couple who are doing violent lovemaking again I like it oh. wow that's gross <laughs> thanks mate <laughs> thank you for listening everyone oh even your bed saying bye not bed like that obviously Dolly <laughs> obviously <laughs> Dolly saying bye as well everyone bye tweet tweet bye Dolly bye